Hey, sunshine, it's October 3rd, and you're listening to Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here with me on this journey through the Bible in a year. Thank you so much for tuning in, for showing up. I am so happy and so excited about this new season, y'all. I told y'all a couple days ago, I'm a summertime sunshine kind of girl, but this here sun that we're getting in Cleveland right now, this late fall sun, it is giving me life. And let me tell you, on top of that, my pastor preached a word on Sunday that has me fired up still. He preached, I'm trying to win, based on a prayer of Jabez that we talked about earlier this year. It's a very familiar story in the Bible, but it has just been putting me in such a go-getter, go-crushing kind of mindset. And I shouldn't say it put me in the mindset because I was already there. This just kind of cemented or crystallized or concretized or confirmed what I was already feeling. Plus, I'm still kind of feeling that fire that I felt at Woman Evolved. Just being in those kinds of environments, the energy is different and your senses are heightened because you're outside your normal surroundings and so you feel everything more intensely more intently you're hyper aware and hypersensitive of everything that's going on around you and having these kinds of experiences is so important because without exposure to broader kinds of community perspectives environments thinking mindsets it can be very easy to get caught up in the mundane day-to-day grind of life and forget that there's more out there than just what we see right in front of us Our growth or lack thereof is linked to who and what we are connected to. God uses our exposure to different situations and people to shape us into the people that he wants us to be. We see this in nature too. If you think about it, the caterpillar, right? The caterpillar spends its days crawling along the ground, munching on leaves. But then one day, it spins itself into a cocoon and it goes through this process that allows it to emerge as this beautiful winged creature that is capable of flying high above the ground and exploring the world from a totally different vantage point. And from that vantage point, it sees the world in a way it never could before. In the same way, we can become limited by our environment. If we are not intentional about seeking growth and new experiences, we'll become limited by what we see. Maybe we need to spin ourselves into a cocoon of self-reflection and self-examination, self-improvement, self-development, so that we can evolve into the next iteration of ourselves. When we expose ourselves to new things, new challenges, we can let go of old thought patterns that were constraining us in ways that we weren't aware of. Just like how the caterpillar needs to break free from its cocoon to fully realize its potential, we have to do the same thing. We have to break free from the limitations that have been imposed on us by our past experiences and environments in order to go higher, to be better, and to tap into our next, whatever next is. I want to share one other thing, and then we're going to talk about what we have on deck today. At Woman Evolve, Pastor Teray, and I'm not going to Woman Evolve y'all to death either, but Pastor Teray Roberts, PT as he's known in the Potter's House Circle, says something that I'm still tripping on. He said, I've seen a caterpillar turn into a butterfly, but I've never seen a butterfly turn back into a caterpillar. That was so good. His point was that once we experience growth and transformation, once we break out and break through, there is no go 
going back to the old way of being. We can't unlearn what we've learned or unexperienced what we've experienced. That's a good thing because it means that once we have transformed, we're progressing and there is something so powerful about realizing that we're not stuck, that we're not meant to remain caterpillars crawling on the ground, that we're meant to take flight. This is all to say that each one of us has an immense capacity for change and growth, and we have no idea what potential is within us, y'all. We have the power and the agency to change our lives for the better whenever we get good and ready to, and we decide to. Yes, there are still challenges and obstacles and struggles that we'll face, but with God on our side, how can we lose? We can't. We either win or learn. Those are the only two options. Now we got to do the work. We got to show up up. We got to confront the fears, make the mistakes, take the risks, put in the effort, and we got to keep going. But the reward is so worth it. So whatever it is for you, just get out there. Try the thing that you've been thinking about and sitting on, but you've been scared or whatever, because you just never know where it might lead you. For me, it led to verses and flow, which has been amazing so far. All right, let's talk about what we have on deck. So we're starting a new book today in the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah, that is filled with prophecies, warnings, and stories of God's judgment and His grace. It is also filled with stories of faithfulness and the struggles of being obedient to God's will. In this book, we're going to find ourselves face-to-face with a God that we may not always understand, but one that will never leave us. Now, let me tell you all something about the prophet Jeremiah. He was called the weeping prophet because he shed many, many, many tears over the fate of his people. They were not trying to hear what he was trying to tell them. At the time when he came to them prophesying, they were experiencing prosperity and religious reform, and they felt like they were entitled to God's favor. They thought Jeremiah was a traitor, a liar, and a lunatic. They imprisoned him. They tried to kill him. They tried to silence him. They preferred to listen to the false prophets who were telling them what they wanted to hear. Now, we're going to get deeper into the book of Jeremiah, and I'll share more about the context and background as we go along. But for now, let's just start with chapter one. Let's meet Jeremiah. Let's hear about his calling from God and his response. And let's see what it is that God has for us and what it is that he wants from us today. Jeremiah chapter one, verse one through chapter two, verse 30. New American Standard Bible, Jeremiah's Call and Commission. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It also came in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the exile of Jerusalem in the fifth month. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Then I said, O Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, because I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go, and all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to save you, declares the Lord. 
Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant the almond branch and boiling pot. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, What do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came to me a second time, saying, What do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north the evil will be unleashed on all the inhabitants of the land. For behold, I am calling all the families of the kingdoms of the north, declares the Lord, and they will come and place, each one of them, his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all its walls around, and against all the cities of Judah. And I will pronounce my judgments against them concerning all their wickedness, since they have abandoned me and have offered sacrifices to other gods and worshipped the works of their own hands. Now belt your garments around your waist and arise, and speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed before them, or I will make you dismayed before them. Now behold, I have made you today like a fortified city and like a pillar of iron and walls of bronze against the whole land. To the kings of Judah, to its leaders, to its priests, and to the people of the land. And they will fight against you, but they will not overcome you, for I am with you to save you, declares the Lord. Judah's Apostasy Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and proclaim in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, This is what the Lord says. I remember regarding you the devotion of your youth, your love when you were a bride, your following after me in the wilderness. Through a land not sown, Israel was holy to the Lord. The first of his harvest, all who ate of it became guilty. Evil came upon them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What injustice did your fathers find in me, that they went far from me and walked after emptiness and became empty? They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, who led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and of pits, through a land of droughts and of deep darkness, through a land that no one crossed and where no person lived? I brought you into the fruitful land to eat its fruits and its good things. But you came and defiled my land, and you made my inheritance an abomination. The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? And those who handled the law did not know me. The rulers also have revolted against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that were of no benefit. Therefore I will still contend with you, declares the Lord, and I will contend with your sons' sons. For cross to the coastlands of Kittim and see, and send to Kedar, and observe closely, and see if there has been anything like this. Has a nation 
nation changed gods when they were not gods, but my people have exchanged their glory for that which is of no benefit. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder, be very desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living waters, to carve out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that do not hold water. Is Israel a slave or is he a servant born in the home? Why has he become plunder? The young lions have roared at him. They have roared loudly and they have made his land a waste. His cities have been destroyed without inhabitants. Also, the men of Memphis and Toponese have shaved your head. Have you not done this to yourself by your abandoning the Lord your God when he led you in the way? But now what are you doing on the road to Egypt except to drink the waters of the Nile? Or what are you doing on the road to Assyria except to drink the waters of the Euphrates River? Your own wickedness will correct you and your apostasies will punish you. Know therefore and see that it is evil and bitter for you to abandon the Lord your God. And the fear of me is not in you, declares the Lord God of armies. For long ago, I broke your yoke and tore off your restraints. But you said, I will not serve. For on every high hill and under every leafy tree, you have lain down as a prostitute. Yet I planted you as a choice vine, a completely faithful seed. How then have you turned yourself before me into the degenerate shoots of a foreign vine? Although you wash yourself with lye and use much soap, the stain of your guilt is before me, declares the Lord God. How can you say, I am not defiled, I have not gone after the bales? Look at your way in the valley. Know what you have done. You are a swift young camel running about senselessly on her ways, a wild donkey accustomed to the wilderness that sniffs the wind in her passion. Who can turn her away in her mating season? None who seek her will grow weary. In her month they will find her. Keep your feet from being bare and your throat from thirst. But you said it is hopeless. No, for I have loved strangers and I will walk after them. Like the shame of a thief when he is discovered, so the house of Israel is shamed. They, their kings, their leaders, their priests, and their prophets, who say to a tree, you are my father, and to a stone, you gave me birth. For they have turned their backs to me and not their faces. But in the time of their trouble, they will say, arise and save us. But where are your gods, which you made for yourself? Let them arise if they can save you in the time of your trouble. For as many as the number of your cities are your gods, Judah. Why do you contend with me? You have all revolted against me, declares the Lord. In vain, I have struck your sons. They did not accept discipline. Your sword has devoured your prophets like a destroying lion. Philippians chapter 4. Think of excellence. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, whom I long to see, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to live in harmony in the Lord. Indeed, true companion, I ask you also, help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel together with Clement, as well as the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all people. The Lord is near. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, think about these things. As for the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. God's Provisions But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked an opportunity to act. Not that I speak from need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with little, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my difficulty. You yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek the profit which increases to your account. But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Psalm 75. God humbles the proud but exalts the righteous. For the music director set to Altashef, a psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, God, we give thanks, for your name is near. People declare your wondrous works. When I select an appointed time, it is I who judge fairly. The earth and all who inhabit it are unsteady. It is I who have firmly set its pillars, Salah. I said to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high, do not speak with insolent pride. For not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert comes exaltation. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. For a cup is in the hand of the Lord, and the wine foams. It is well mixed, and he pours out of this. Certainly all the wicked of the earth must drain and drink its dregs. But as for me, I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob, and he will cut off all the horns of the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. Proverbs 24 verses 17 through 20. 
Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart rejoice when he stumbles. Otherwise, the Lord will see and be displeased and turn his anger away from him. Do not get upset because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked, for there will be no future for the evil person. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for this opportunity to learn from your word. Lord, we thank you for the life and ministry of Jeremiah. We are excited to dive into his story and how he shows us what it means to be faithful and obedient to your call. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your spirit who guides us and empowers us to do your will. Lord, we ask that you would help us to grow and evolve as your children. Help us to step out of our comfort zones and try new things that will stretch us, challenge us, and ultimately change us. Help us to discover our potential and our purpose and to use it all for your glory. Help us to overcome our fears, to face our doubts and excuses, and to trust in your promises and your plans. Lord, we ask that you would bless us and protect us as we go out into the world. Help us to be a light and salt to those around us. Help us to share your love and your truth with those around us. Help us to make a difference and be a blessing to those whom we love and those whom we are called to serve. Lord, we just ask that you would just fill us with more of your joy and your peace and that you would help us to remember that you are with us, you're rooting for us to win, and that you'll rescue us in times of trouble. Help us to rejoice in your goodness and your grace and keep our minds focused on things above. Help us to express gratitude for all that you've done for us. Give us a posture of thankfulness. Lord, we just love you. We honor you and we praise you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray and all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today, life is for living. That is why I spend time, energy, and love on nurturing what makes me feel alive. Life is for living. That is why I spend time, energy, and love on nurturing what makes me feel alive. And our aphorism, I don't want to get to the end of my life and find that I have just lived the length of it. I want to have lived the width of it as well. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this amazing adventure with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.